Yes, it's time once again. Ladies and gentlemen, prepare your earbuds. Prepare your earbuds. Because we have... endearing sounds of Stuart... And Michael. ...to enhance your knowledge and appreciation of alcohol. Yes, coming to you once again with fine beverages in hand. Today's drink, brandy. Brandy. Cheers. Particular brandy or brandy in general? I'd probably have to try another brandy, <laughs> but yeah, it's. I don't think it's my cup of tea. Oh, right. Admittedly, mm. brandy does have some very strong and distinctive flavors, and this one mm. is it definitely uh, definitely fits the bill on on that mark. I mean, there's. I mean, it's everything you'd expect in a brandy. It's smooth. It's warming. Uh, it tastes like Christmas. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it tastes like a brandy. So if you don't yeah. like brandy, you won't like this brandy. But uh, it is a very pleasant brandy. Now, the, the brandy of which we speak, of course, is today's good drop, the Mucal VS Cognac. Mm, it's, we, we were trying to work out for ages whether it was like a Polish or Russian cognac, but it's sort of settled itself because... Mm. Cognac has to be from France. Yeah, it's it's French. It is from the Cognac region of France. Mm. And uh, this particular Cognac actually uh, won double gold at the San Francisco World Spirit Awards in 2015. Yeah, same year as the VSOP won double gold in the... The same awards. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, Mucau has uh, done quite well for themselves. I mean, they... They were founded in uh, the town of Cognac by the uh, brothers August Christoph and Gustav Mukau in uh, 1862. And Wait, that, they sound like Russian names. Christoph. Uh, uh, August Christoph and Gustav. Uh, could be French. Could be French. I could just be pronouncing them terribly. <laughs> There's going to be a lot of bad pronunciation. The, this is. So, so do, do be warned, yeah. and if you're French... Or French-Canadian, or know how to speak French. We're sorry. Yeah, we're, we're very, very sorry that we're about to murder a number of French words. We tried to get some pronunciation on it, but we're just humble podcasters. Yes, indeed. Now, uh, back to back to the brandy, though. This particular brandy, the uh, Mucal VS, is uh, characterized by its well-balanced blend between the roundness of its fruity notes and the delicacy of its uh, woody nuances. It, it has notes of almond, candied orange, and licorice, and uh, also notes of nutmeg and woody vanilla. Now, for, for me, that woody vanilla flavor really, really prominent. comes over the mm. top of everything. You smell it as you bring the glass towards your face, and it's, it's the first thing I taste as well. Yeah. The, um, you can smell... Smell the citrus and taste the citrus uh, on the the back of your palate. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And there's uh, the the finish is very. Um, I think the 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 spice is sort of there in the finish. Mm. 
Yeah, it is it is a very nice brandy, but I don't I don't think I like it. Yeah. So mm. cognac, yeah, is as we said before, yes. is a region in France, just like champagne. Yes, like like champagne with sparkling whites in yeah. indeed. And uh, in fact there are a number of uh Brandy's known for their their region. Uh, Armagnac is also named for the region in France mm. where it's made. It is also made slightly differently, which we will get to. Which we will get soon. to later. But uh, while we're talking about where brandies originate from, though, there uh, a lot of brandies actually come from winemaking regions, as as you might expect. They're made with grapes, just like wine is. Yeah, and they the production of brandy follows the great the wine centers of the world. You've got uh, it, it, uh, the Champagne region in France produces some of the best brandies in the world. Yes, indeed. And uh, the sherry-producing centres of Spain uh, also produce brandy, as do the uh, port-producing centres of Portugal. Mm. And uh, there's a number of Greek varieties of brandy, including uh, Matea, which is uh, sweetened and usually darkened with caramel, and Ouzo, which is colourless and uh, flavoured with anise or licorice. And we have the, and surprisingly enough, Russia produced some of the best brandies in the world back in the 60s, 70s, and 80s. If you've ever heard of the Jubilee brandies, they are very highly sought after, uh, being a, a part of history now. Well, and undoubtedly the, uh, the origin for the name of the dessert cherry Jubilee. Hmm. And uh, there are, where are we? Um, so Peru also produces brandy. Uh, they uh, produce a, a brandy called Pisco, mm. which is distilled from uh, Muscat wines. Interesting. And um, other brandy varieties include uh, Grappa, which is uh, unaged and uh, has a sharp taste. Uh, apple brandy, which apple in Jack. America is called Applejack, yep, yeah, and uh, is produced from fermented cider. And then you've got Frambois, which is distilled from raspberries, and uh, Frace, which is distilled from strawberries. So the origins of brandy are quite closely tied with the development of distillation because the the Dutch initially distilled wine as a... Uh, a way of preserving it and to make it easier to transport. You know, if you distill it, you get reduced quantities, which means you can pack more barrels onto the onto the ships. But what they what they discovered is that the the brandy or the the distilled wine changed in flavor and taste uh, after being in these wooden barrels for twelve months or, or even longer. And they decided that's actually a nice drink. Maybe we should explore this. Uh, and so they they distilled it again. That's a good place to start, I guess. And brandy was born. It uh, they initially called it eau de vie, the water of life, to in the um the first distilled process but then when but then they distilled it a second time and called it uh brand brandy vine brand brandevin mm, which uh, comes from wine. the dutch for yeah burnt wine 
referring to the application of heat during the distillation process. Hmm. Yeah, because uh, when, when you look at the process for creating wine, it is a lot like the process covered in creating whiskey. Brandy. Yep. Very similar. Uh, you've got your double double distilled stuff. The only big difference is that they start with uh, a wine instead of a, a mash. Well, a they, mash. depending on what goes into it, because uh, some some brandies are made from mashes of other fruits, such mm. as your phrase. Or your Applejack. Yeah, yeah or your yeah, Applejack. Yeah. Um, but those brandies are normally named differently. If it's called just straight brandy, it's usually made from grapes. Yeah, grape wine. Uh, but not not your typical table grape wine either. There's a, a different... They have to make a different wine to turn into brandy because of several things. Uh, first, you've got... They use early grapes because there's less sugar in them. And there's more acid in them to give a better flavor. And, you know, sugar is not wasted. Uh, and there's other things, but I'm drawing a blank. It's been a long day, guys. Uh, so, um, well, let's jump through oh, because... Sulfur. Sulfur is the other thing because they... Uh, the sulfur reacts to the copper stills and produces copper sulfate, which will ruin the wine, the and then therefore the brandy. Yes. So, but uh, other than that, though, it is basically, basically the same the as same. the process we've talked about in the whiskey episode. Hmm. But uh, it does vary slightly once once we hit aging, because at uh, at the aging process, then if, oh. if it's before we before we get to that, I have to talk about how they worked out how uh, how alcoholic it was going to be. Because <laughs> what the, what they did was they would uh, they would withdraw a bit from the still and then light it on fire, and if it left a residue behind, it was wine was the brandy was no good. And later they decided they were going to. Uh, put some gunpowder in a dish and then pour some brandy on top. And if the gunpowder still lit after the brandy was removed, then it was good to go. And that's where the, uh, that's where the origin of proof came from or overproof for your spirits. Hmm. And, uh, certainly I mean that, that does explain where, um, the, uh, the brandy used for fortifying your sherry's, and your Madeira's is usually 80 to 95%. Because mm. that would be based on that original brandy, whereas your standard drinking brandies are only about 50%. 40% for the one we're drinking. Mm, but yeah, 40 to 50 Yeah, within, within that ballpark. You wouldn't want to drink something that was 80 to 85%. <laughs> Though the 80 to 25%, I believe, are still used in flambeing. Mm. But don't drink them. But don't drink them, no. So, uh, aging though, because the, the aging, much, much like with whiskeys, makes a difference to the presentation, to the flavor. Mm. And, and is why Uzo is clear. And is why Uzo is clear, exactly. Because uh, if the brandy is aged 
in uh, paraffin-lined cases or um, earthenware, then uh, it maintains its original clear colour that it comes out with like uh, any liquor. Hmm. Whereas if it's aged in uh, wooden barrels or crates, then um, it deepens in colour and becomes amber. And uh, if they want to darken the colour, they add caramel, just like with whiskey. Just like whiskey. Or in, when we were talking about absinthe, they'd add green. Green colouring. Hmm. So everybody if cheats. If it's fake absinthe, yeah. yes, they, they add green colouring. Because yeah, at, at least when you add caramel, it does alter the flavour as well as altering the appearance. Mm. It's it's not just some sneaky trick. Yeah. Yeah, so... So uh, what, what was our top drop today, Mitchell? So yes, t- today's top drop was the uh, Oudmister de Mont, which uh, was the category winner for Best Wine Brandy at the 2017 World Brandy Awards. Now, uh, it's produced in South Africa, along with uh, all but one of the winners in that category this year. <laughs> Amazing. So South Africa apparently is a really good spot for wine-based brandies. They've... Yeah, pretty much had a clean sweep. Nice. And uh, we we couldn't get one of these in Australia, otherwise we'd probably be drinking it now. Yes, we, we couldn't find anywhere that sold it, but apparently it's uh, made with high-quality ingredients, double distilled in... Uh, in... Um, what the... In Savile Pots, okay. In Savile Pot stills, and... Um, yeah, this particular brandy, the uh, the De Mont by uh, Oudmister, was launched in 2018. 2018? Oh, sorry, 2008. <laughs> it, launched, long... it launches next it launches year. It launches next year. It's been a long day for me as well. <laughs> um, <laughs> I would say this brandy's gone straight to our heads, mm. just like a good wine. Yes. Yeah, so so... It, mu- it must inherit some some other characteristics of wine or champagne. Indeed. So, so apparently the... Uh, the Oudmaster de Mont has light caramel flavours with uh, baked lemon and orange citrus notes hmm. and uh, a light fruity style that's apparently nicely balanced by uh, wood and tobacco flavours, which does sound interesting, I'll, I'll yeah. admit. It, uh, I don't know. Do you want to add it to our list? I, I think we should. If, if we can ever find it, we, find it, we'll we, add it. we want to try it. But, We'll uh, we'll post the post the list so far somewhere. Yes. Yeah, so um, if um, if you're listening to us and you're in South Africa, do send us a bottle. My my address is PO Box. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so uh, speaking of crazy things and flights of fancy, let's jump into our odd drop. Oh yeah. Now brandy is very similar to gin in this respect. It's a what 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 you'd call a classy drink. They, the brandy makers take this drink very seriously and there's not really much out there in terms of hilarity. Yeah, there's odd names. That was the, the best we could the really oddest manage. Drop. So the, the <laughs> oddest drop we could come across is Flight of the Fish Eagle Brandy, mm. which is... It, it sounds nice. It, it does. And in fact, apparently it's... Uh, I mean, it's no unicorn tears, but it's uh, it sounds good. 
Sounds pleasant. Mm. Yeah, apparently it's double distilled and uh, handmade copper pots and then uh, matured for a minimum of three years in air-dried oak barrels mm-hmm. and uh, has aromas of honey, hay, and grass with subtle hints of almonds, apples, and spices and a lingering fruit finish. Yeah, I'd be interested in tasting it. Yeah, as, as would I. I, I couldn't find uh, an Australian seller in, uh, in my short Googling, but I found a New Zealand one. Ooh. A New Zealand seller. Yeah. Now, whether or not they ship to Australia, I don't know. But if you're in New Zealand and you decide to try the Flight of the Fish Eagle brandy... Let us know. Yeah, do let us know what you think of it. Should be good. Now, let's let's get into some region specifics. Now, the regions of France, the Appalachian d'origin Contrale... I've probably butchered that. The it means I had it had it up on my notes earlier. Uh, basically, the the origin of of where it is the controlled origin. Um, they set aside these different areas, or that I'm not having a good day. Mm. It basically <laughs> specifies that it. That it's a certified region. Yeah. That it, it's within the area that can claim that it is cognac or that it is ammoniac or... Or something similar. Something similar, yeah. Uh, so cognac is made from champagne wine, from the champagne region in France. Uh, it's got, it, it must be aged for at least 30 months in French oak barrels... Primarily coming from the Limousin and uh, Tronche. Tron, Tron, oh, I can't pronounce this. I'm sorry, guys. A couple of forests in central France. And it must be obtained through double distillation in traditional copper Charente stills. The producers may only distill between November 1st and March 31st following the harvest and of course the wine used must come from specific white grape varieties I'm reading this because if I get this wrong you're not making cognac yeah so it's very specific rules for what makes a cognac they take it super seriously and same with Armagnac but Armagnac is it's made slightly differently it's still made with grape wine. Uh, of course, the the base wine like your brandy, other brandies. But what what they do is they only single distill it. So it only ends up being about 51, 52% initially. And then they put it in aged, put it in oak barrels and age it for two, three, four years or six years, or ten years, or however long. Uh, so what you ha- end up with is a more complex and complex set of flavors, and a more, I guess, interesting drink. But of course, it's way out of our budget for oh, these, of course. these ones. And uh, something that uh, that it has in common again with uh, whiskey is that once it's bottled, the flavor should remain unchanged mm. until you. 
open the until bottle. you open the bottle. It, indeed. Mm. So it it doesn't age or alter in any way in the bottle once it's bottled. Un- unlike liqueurs, which eventually, because of the way they're made, will mm. or wine do that. Or, or wine, indeed, yeah. will change their flavour in the bottle. But um, interestingly enough, uh, brandy is actually also used as a base spirit in liqueur. It is. Funnily enough, that, that something that itself does not change flavour is added to something that, that could. could. Or can. Or can, yes, indeed. Yeah, that's really interesting because I was always, I always wondered what, were, what went into liqueurs because I figure like vodka or just a base grain alcohol would be too boring for, for a liqueur. Yeah, well, and of course, it's only some liqueurs because you've got things like Bailey's. The base alcohol is whiskey, Irish whiskey. Hmm. Goodness, does it taste mm. good? <laughs> but yeah, certainly some liqueurs though do have the base alcohol of yeah. of brandy, just like it's used to fortify dessert wines. Hmm. I could go for some dessert wine. Yes, indeed, I could go for some dessert, and brandy is used to flavor a wide variety of dessert nice dishes. Nice segue. From, <laughs> you know, from cakes Cake. and tarts. Yeah. And, and they use it to deglaze the pans in, when you're cooking. They do, and of course to flambe things like Crepe Suzette and Cherry's Jubilee. Yeah. There's a uh, a traditional French dish that I've forgotten the name of uh when i get to it i will let you know but it's quite an awful traditional dish because they they the, what they used to do was they'd drown this poor bird in armagnac and then roast it right and i suppose because they're roasting it immediately after drowning it, it's full of armagnac and the flavour comes out from the inside. Mm. But, yeah, surely there's a far less uh, brutal way to do that. And undoubtedly there's a way that wouldn't upset people nearly so much. Like, perhaps in in the way that, you know, when people who are doing a beer chicken, you just, you know... <laughs> Empty the innards out, jam the bottle up in there, and cook it. Yeah, but it's, you know, dead first. Here we go. Uh, French gourmet dish, Orlatan. By force-feeding an Orlatan bunting before drowning it in Armagnac and roasting it. It's now illegal due to laws protecting the bird. Well, thank goodness for that. Yes, indeed. <laughs> That's awful. Just like uh, foie gras, where they force-feed uh, goo geese or mm. ducks until they die. Yeah. And then use yeah, the, uh, the livers. Livers, yeah. Livers in pate. Like what a what a waste. Like why would you ruin like poor bird? I, mean, I, I would imagine that they wouldn't waste the rest of the bird either, but it's still a terrible way to go. Terrible way to to live. Yeah. I mean, some people choose that. <laughs> Force feed themselves. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, just eat too much food, junk food, I guess. Yeah, with Christmas coming, be do be aware. Yeah. Not to eat 
too much junk food, leave room for dessert. For dessert and uh, beverages. <laughs> yeah. Have a have yourself a brandy. Yes, have have a brandy or a a snifter of port or sherry. A snifter. That's yes. a good segue into how you drink this stuff. Indeed, because technically one should not drink port or sherry from a snifter. That's far too much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it isn't. Not for good port. Um, a snifter is for drinking brandy. It's a, a like a a wine glass or a beer or a beer goblet. Yes, it's specifically for for brandy. Brandy it enhances the flavors. It lets it breathe the right amount. Mm. It's and uh, the heat from your hand warms it up, which is the correct temperature for drinking it. Yeah, don't, you d- don't drink it cold. You you drink it room temperature, room temperature or plus warmer. body heat. Yeah. yeah, and some people who do like it warm will ask for the glass to be warmed before pouring the brandy in. Yeah, because you don't want it to be warm, warm. That changes the flavor of the brandy. Yeah, you don't want don't want it hot. hot. Yes, just yeah. lukewarm at best. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm. Pr- I don't want to finish that. Right, I I will finish your brandy. <laughs> yeah, it's it's not for me. I'm I'm a fan. I like it. Yeah. It's all yours. <laughs> oh, very good. Yeah, you. Just like me, you don't have to drink everything that's put in front of you. Um, if you if you don't like it, just just leave it. Especially when it comes to alcohol, because you can get yourself really messed up if yeah. you force feed yourself. And, and not not everything is for everyone. As mm. as we've been saying, a lot of things, especially with your wines and your brandies and your things based on grapes that have so much variety in them. Yeah, everyone has their own preference for different flavors. Like my my girlfriend, she loves the sweet wines. Uh like Moscato and uh other sweet Riesling. Wines. <laughs> <laughs> Riesling for for example, yeah. yeah. Moscato, Riesling, yeah. Yeah. Whereas, or uh, Monsters, Monsters Attack. Oh, yes, which, is, which was a Riesling. Yeah. Monsters, Monsters Attack was a Riesling. It's, uh, I've bought that one a few times, actually. It's really good. Mm, so uh, a blast from the past there, mentioning yeah. Monsters, Monsters Th- Attack. Still good. Throwback. Throwback to our wine episode. Uh, yeah, I, I like port, mostly, and whiskey. And mm. a good beer. Yes, and I, I find that uh, sherry is fantastic when drowning a cake in it before <laughs> using it to make a trifle. Mm. Yeah, bra- brandy's good in cake as well. Yes. A Christmas cake. And I usually cook bolognese or uh, bolognese with red wine or um, uh, cabanara with white wine. Yeah, uh, the... Really, grape-based beverages are alcohol. Grape-based beverages. Let's not talk about putting grape juice or something in there. You don't <laughs> want to do that. But wines are good for cooking. Mm. Wine-based alcohols are good for cooking. Yeah, and for desserts. And we'll we'll mention a lot more desserts in our Christmas special that have various alcohols in them because they are very prevalent. Very, very prevalent. And we'll 
yeah, we're going to be talking all about cooking, uh, cooking with with brandy for yeah, with and, brandy and, and with sherry and, and with liqueurs and with liqueurs and everything to do with traditional like Christmas cakes or non-traditional Christmas cakes. Mm, and and uh, we we may even mention eggnog in there somewhere yeah, because I think we have to. I think we are. Uh, Contractually obligated to mention eggnog. It is a Christmas special, isn't it? <laughs> it <Yeah>. is. <laughs> so we're gonna, yeah, we're gonna tease your earbuds now with some tasty Christmas delights, and hope you want to tune in to us next week when we when we talk on. Not even next. No, week. It's, it's it's an in between episode. You in don't be- you don't even have to wait a whole week. It's uh oh yeah, your bonus episode. I was yeah. going to say an in between episode, but it's mm. it is a bonus episode. It's it's a Christmas bonus. It's a Christmas miracle, ladies Christmas and gentlemen. Miracle. It's a Christmas drink. Yes. So yeah. Uh, oh, what would you rate this brandy? How many bottle caps? Uh, I think I I personally would give this brandy nine bottle caps out of ten. It's, nine out of ten. I'm I'm quite fond of this brandy. Mm. Why would Why would you give it nine out of ten? Um, it's the the flavors are literally exactly what it says on the box. It's you know I I like when I can read the bottle and then drink it and go yes that's what I expect when I read that. Awesome. It it tastes like I thought it would taste. So. Mm. It's uh, I. Even though I didn't like it, I would still rate it quite high because it is a nice, it is a nice drink. I can taste that it is quite a pleasant drink. I just don't personally like the flavors, mm. so I'd probably give it a eight, eight and a bit. Uh, yeah, it's it's a little bit pricier than our uh, previous good drops. But uh, at, uh, in fifty two dollars. But in the brandy and cognac side of things, it's still very it's affordable. It's a steal in, in that realm. Yeah. Now, uh, <laughs> since how much, how much was this bottle of uh, of cognac we saw? We saw we saw a bottle of something for four thousand dollars today. Oh, that that was a whiskey. It was a whiskey. <laughs> that was a whiskey while we were oh, buying the cognac totally. because we can't walk past whiskey without looking at it. Yeah, we had to look, <laughs> and we, my we, god, we, we were looking at something else. This other bottle caught my eye from, I forget what it's called now, but yeah, and we were just looking at it behind the glass cabinet, of course, and and we saw this port something, and I thought, oh, that's a must be a port and i you know read the bottle and it oh yeah sounds sounds nice and then you said uh oh that's a that's a whiskey and i said wait what and then i looked at the the label on it to to check what it actually was and you know you just casually said you know four thousand and ninety six dollars yeah, because the 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 port was the location, port something or other. Ah, it was it was the name that threw me off. Yeah, but yeah, so I mean, the the price threw me off. I, I, wouldn't, <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't spend that much on seven hundred mils of whiskey. Oh, but it's thirty five years old. Yeah, that's... maybe it's my thirty fifth birthday. <laughs> yeah, maybe you can afford it by then. Yeah, I got start seven saving year, now. Seven years to save up. Yeah. <laughs> Holy moly. Yes, so, indeed. Uh, that's, that's it. That's, that's that's us for that's this week. So if you want to uh, talk to us about any drinks or the drinks from tonight or mm. make any suggestions, 
You send, can send us an email at... Uh, at a good drop at gmail.com. Or message us on the Facebook, a Good Drop Podcast. Yeah, send us a message. Tell us if you liked our Good Drop or if you hated it. If you hate us, please don't tell us that because we're soft and fragile. Mm, and uh, tell, tell your friends you love us. Subscribe to our podcast, please. We love having subscribers. Yeah, we're on iTunes. So that should make it nice and easy for everyone to jump on board. Yes, indeed. Tell your friends. Tell them how fantastically fun we are to listen to. Yeah. And do be sure to join in for our bonus Christmas special in only a few days' time. Yeah. It'll be all about Christmas. All about Christmas. So until then... All I want for Christmas is a good drop. A good drop. And until next time... Cheers. Cheers.